Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Boom! What's going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. And Rob is here! In the house. What What's is good? up? I'm not, I'm not prepared. Give me a moment. It's been a hot minute since we've recorded <laughs> in the same room. It's true. And I think that last time we did this, we had lots of technical difficulties. Also, probably true. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, if you're listening to this uh, on the audio... Just know that I am picking up a mic soon, and I will have an interface, and so I will have better sound quality than I have previously had in the past. Hey, yeah! If you've stuck with us this long, then you you're are a, a trooper. Yeah, you're a champ, <laughs> and uh, it's it's just gonna get better from here. That's all. It's, it's like true. If you listen to the guys on NPR, they're always like, "Don't listen to the first hundred episodes." That was like we were just getting That's, our groove, we're there. and then yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty much right there. Too. We're right there. We're we're, we're working yeah. on. It. We're getting. We're getting <laughs> it's all good. Oh man, dude, it's so good to have you here, man. It's fantastic. We've just been chatting and looking been. at snakes and true. and talking about projects and all sorts of fun stuff. And black box cages. And black box cages, dude. Those are crisp. They're so nice. Yeah, they're pretty so nice. nice. They're pretty nice. Yeah, because I I've seen black box cages at expos at one of the show me shows that I went to, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, oh man, these look nice. And then actually getting to see them set up and in use and see how the animals like them and everything. I dig it. I'm with yeah. it. I'm here for it. I was so happy that all those Amazons were actually out. <laughs> Not <laughs> hiding. Earlier today, there there was like one, like sort of peeking out from the back. Like, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we just we just came back up from down there, and and there's like probably five or six of them that were just like out perched, and I was like, oh, thank God, okay. Uh, but heck yeah, shout out to Black Box Cages. We love them. Yeah, we love to see it. We love to see it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so as always, guys, uh, if you want to drop us a super chat, uh, we'll highlight your comment and uh, talk about whatever it is that you've decided to super chat us about. It just means I have to awkwardly stretch over to my laptop, but uh yeah we'll make it happen we'll make it happen. <laughs> we always do so oh man so uh i i guess today we're just kind of hanging and just just talking about random random stuff we, we were talking about kind of what's going on for reading seasons this year and uh rob and i are both on the cusp of getting our first clutches yeah. for the year which i think we're both pretty stoked about i'm excited it, this is um not the first time that i've bred carpet pythons but I've, I've done that a couple times now but um i should my ocelot jungle jag female the one that everyone goes goo goo gaga over uh <laughs> she will be uh dropping eggs here shortly it's funny because i have had her since she was a little baby i actually hatched her out um when i was working with jason up in maine <clears throat> and uh you know one of my friends bought her and then i got her back from them and uh i've been just raising her and i don't know why i look at her and i'm like oh she's too small to breed because i don't know i'm just used to seeing like 
bigger carpet pythons and yeah. shit like i don't know why just, meanwhile i'm over here like yes yeah, 1600 grams it's technically ready to go i don't know what the gram weight is i just <laughs> but i was just like oh man like she's got to be old enough to breed now and i'm like thinking about what year she hatched out and i was like oh she hatched out the year that i moved it was 2016 and i was like oh my god she's six years old and i've never bred her before <laughs> and i was like oh she, that means that she should be good and ready to breed absolutely so, Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the male jungle that I put to her is just like, he's kind of darker colored. So I'm like, oh man, maybe I'll make some cool looking babies in there. Oh, and yeah. uh, he For was right on it. He went right on it. No, well, no, I, I, <laughs> I'm conflicted with that because the carpets are not really my thing. So I don't have this strong need to hold them back. Um, I held back some babies from the IJs. And so I, I just really, I liked, watch, I liked watching those grow. And I like the IJ in general, like even before I was got jungles or anything like that. I was just like, man, I really like the way that the IJs look. So yeah. the reason those babies, I was just like, I like them. They're, they're cool. And then the jungles, I'm not, I don't have a strong pull for the jungles that much. So I'm just like, eh, if, if I see one that really stands out to me, I'll keep it. But my plan with the jungle clutch is to uh, not sell any of them until they're a year and a half old and just hold all of them back. <laughs> that sounds like a holdback to no, me. Rob. No, 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 because they don't start showing their color until they're like a year or a year and a half old. So it's really hard to sell baby jungle carpet pythons because people look at them and they're like, why is that brown? How come it's not yellow like the bigger ones? I'm like, That's just so wait. True. It will be like that. You just need to have patience. And people don't have patience. So instead <laughs> of trying to sell it while it's brown and ugly, I'll just wait until they're yellow. True. And then once they're yellow, I'll be like, hey, look, you wanted a black and yellow snake? There's a black and yellow snake. <laughs> you know, I spend a little bit more time raising them, but who cares like people get a snake they like and uh i will be able to stare at them and see how they change because i don't know as much about carpets as i do a lot of the other stuff that i work with fair so enough. she should be the first one to go um like i said she's six years old she's never had her clutch who knows it could be all junk she's sitting like they're be. gonna be good though yeah. and then my um my west pop one ovulated out of nowhere uh she was paired up with um the IJ Jag male that I got from you, the one that's got like mm -hmm. a crazy Heck stripe yeah. all the way yes. down. Them. I can't wait to see those babies. So those babies should be pretty cool. I think that the offspring that are not Jaguars, I will probably send to someone who's got King Cobras or something. Um, because I don't want crosses to end up in the hobby just mixed in there and people mistake them for pure IJs. Oh, Will. Yeah, Will. <laughs> hey, if you are looking for a little itty bitty uh Carpet pythons to feed your kings. I'll have you hooked up. <laughs> um, and then the jags. I don't know. I've I don't know what to look for in those. So I'll just be like, oh, that one looks cool. I might yeah. hold back one of those just to see how it matures. But I knew. I don't really feel like I'm going to hold back much from that. <laughs> and then the Borneo clutch. I'm not going to yeah. talk about the Borneo clutch. Uh, yeah. I'll just because I don't. I literally have no idea what is going to pop out of this Borneo clutch. So That's true. Uh, <laughs> there's ultra in there. There's stripe in there. There's other stuff in there too. There's and a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential, <laughs> but I'm not like getting hyped over it until I see what comes out. Because I don't know. I, I it could be cool. It could be boring. So I don't know. Whatever. We'll find out. And then I got a blood python who I've been pairing up, and we'll see if she goes. She's thick, but I I, I didn't really feel big follicles in her, so yeah. whatever. If she goes, she goes. If she doesn't, she doesn't. She's four years old now, so she's big enough to go. But yeah, whatever. We shall see. So before before we we continue, this this will just primarily be for the for the YouTube viewers. I want you to read Jen Davis's comment 
there. I don't want to highlight it, but <laughs> hey, he she knows. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm glad that you caught that because I told Jeremy about that and he almost died. <laughs> I I did. <laughs> I think I told Jen about it. And okay. then she looked in her phone mm-hmm. and was like, <laughs> <laughs> "She's like Rob can hang." She yeah, knows. she knows. Yeah, apparently, literally. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. Oh no. boy! And so I, 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 most of the babies that I wanted to sell from my 2021 born was sold already. I think I've got one or two that I'm like. Uh, if you sell yourself, you don't, you don't. I got one male that I know I have to sell, but he's been like kind of picky eating the last couple of weeks. So I'm not really um, f- pushing on selling him. And then I got a super striped male that if he doesn't sell, I don't care. He's, he's, he's literally got a full stripe from the back of his head all the way down to the tip of his tail. It's like an unbroken stripe. So I'm like, if he hangs around, oh no, I have to keep a fully striped Borneo. This is so <laughs> sad. Like, I'll keep Terrible. him. I don't care. Terrible. But uh, <laughs> I kept back, I think, eight or nine Borneos. And then I think you got one. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's smoking. Uh, the babies from that clutch are just amazing. Insane. They're so yeah. cool. And as they're getting bigger, I'm just like, oh. And they haven't, I don't even think any of them have their first shed yet, which is stupid. Crazy. But. Yeah. That uh, there's one that you, one of them that you posted recently that's just got the yellow head. Oh, that's number eleven. I'm just going to call him number, number 11. eleven. Dude, that thing is freaking. Eleven is my favorite number, nuts. so I was just like, I literally did that because I like the number eleven. But I've just been calling him number eleven. He's crazy because he's like yellow, reduced amount of black, but the black yep. that's on him is dark black, and then his head is neon orange. He's just like it's oh, insane. It's bonkers. When he's four feet long, he's going to look ridiculous. He's yeah. just crazy. Oh, hundred percent. He's, he's super chill too. So I'm just like, I oh, take him out. Of- oh, you are just amazing. Heck yeah, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited for these Borneo clutches that I have coming up, but also horrified at the potential number of holdbacks that we'll have. Oh yeah, I, don't uh, worry, I got some rack space. Okay, I, don't I was gonna I say I don't know if you will have rack space, some. Rob. <laughs> like I said, just get a baker's rack on cast. No, don't you dare. <laughs> No, <laughs> I do. I reptile basics is about an hour from here and from me. Yes. Yeah. So I can just drive there and pick up some racks. True. I emailed them and I was like, Hey, I want to come out and check out your facility. Cause on their website, they're like, if you are local, you can come pick up stuff and tour the facility. And I was like, I want to check out reptile basics. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So I emailed them a couple months ago and I was like, Hey, I want to come check out your facility. They're like, Oh, like Christmas time is kind of busy for us. I was like, fair that's fair yeah yeah for um sure. but uh i'd be a cool little field trip i am going to take a field trip there oh dude you know what would be cool to do mm. carolina herb society trip to reptile basics boom the shameless plug 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 <laughs> i'm not even gonna talk about it but uh dude i just thought about that right now that would be such that an awesome be really trip because they make a lot of useful you know they do heat tape they do heat panels they make racks and cages now mm-hmm. and uh they just started doing a lot of that stuff we'll say that their racks are heavy as they're so fucking heavy, dude. <laughs> they're so heavy. I mean, they're they're good, but oh my goodness, they're heavy. Apparently, they're right around the corner from Limey. So really, yeah. Oh, yeah, so. they're about an hour from me. So I, which I, makes sense. Limey, I will text you when I'm on my way out there, and uh, maybe I can give you a quick fondle or something. 
<laughs> I wasn't sure what you were going to say. Take him out for a beer? What? Well, I, was gonna I knew it wasn't going to be take, take him, him out, out for a beer. That would be what I lunch. would say. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> a quick fondle is is pretty accurate. That's how you get Limey to come out from underneath his rock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true, though. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Too so, good. yeah, I I, good. I, uh, I reached out to them. I was like, hey, I want to come check out your facility. And so um, I'm going to have to reach out to them and email them again and see what's up. I was like, hey, are you hiring? This is before I got my job. I was like, are you guys hiring right now? I'll work right. for Earth Basics. Right. Like weird TikTok videos about <laughs> about heat panels. <laughs> see this giant black thing right here? You put this on top of your of your cage on the inside, and it heats the thing. Yeah. Then you there you the go. There you go. TikTok. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Done. Done. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Oh man i I have to show you <laughs> uh -oh. some very obnoxious New York Italian oh. stuff. That I oh, did with boy. John at Sim Container again. Wait, is it from Daytona or no. from more recently? From more recently. Oh no. <laughs> it's it's I think it's the only way that John and I communicate with each other now. Okay. He posted a toke gecko that was like hanging very oddly on the side of its cage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Hey, how'd you get that leopard gecko thingy to stick to the wall guy? It's not supposed to no. stick to the wall. What do you have that walk through that Gerber baby food? Now it's stuck and now now. It's not supposed to be there, so you got to hand feed it because it's stuck. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know how you hand feed toke geckos? You put your hand in <laughs> your the cage in the and you fed the toke gecko. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, Limey is telling you to hit him up later. Yes. He knows Rich really well. Sweet. Hell yeah. Um, so I am... I'm looking forward to that. And then also, I've been starting to see reptile coming out of winter sleep, which yes. is so nice. I've seen spinny and knolls, and I'm starting to see skinks. And uh, we've been finding some snakes here and there. So I'm with Heck yeah. Heck Animal yeah. Con, I don't know where that is. It's going to be in Florida. Is it? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think it's the week after Daytona, the oh. weekend after Daytona. Probably not. I'll probably be working. Um, I'll be in Florida for Daytona. I will yep. be at the Daytona Same. Expo this year. And then I'm trying to make the Tinley Park October. I'm sorry. I'm not trying. I'm going to make Tinley Park in October happen. Yes. I'm going to be there. Um, I'm not. The March one is just not in the it's cards for me. Nope. Um, but the October one definitely is. And so Daytona. I'm going to not try to swim with sharks this time. And then um, <laughs> October, Tinley, I'll be doing that. Uh, I'm also trying to coordinate a Arizona herping trip uh, oh. for this summer. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to give away too much. Okay. Tell me more off camera. <laughs> um, but uh, there'll be a Arizona herping trip coming up for me in the not-so-distant future. Heck yeah, love that. That Arizona is like it draws my spirit every time. Like when I was a kid, and people were like, "You can go anywhere in the world. Where you go?" I was like, "Arizona. That's the place I need to be. Arizona, 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 Arizona." <laughs> and then um, uh, Kristen, my partner, she lived in Arizona for like a long time, and she's like, "I love Arizona." And I was like, "Well, retirement." Is calling Arizona for us, so like that yep. is that's eventually where we're gonna end up, I think. Heck yeah. And uh, 
it's crazy. Did you know that if you get an Arizona license, like a your driver's, license driver's license in Arizona, yeah. it does not expire for 40 years? That's because that's because when you go to Arizona, you're getting ready to retire. There's nothing left. <laughs> nothing left. So like, we don't want to see dead. you here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again. It's, it's a crazy. one one time stop. Yeah, for real. She <laughs> that's showed insane, me. Though. I thought it was a joke, and she's like, "No, look," and she showed me her license from Arizona, and it literally does not expire for another thirty five years. And I was that's like, Holy "Insane, crap. what?" Yeah, it's crazy. Damn the R the, the DMV is just like, we don't ever get out of here. Yeah. Just get out of here. <laughs> We don't want to have to talk to you until it's time to re-register your car. <laughs> once, right. we, once we know you know how to drive, that's it, though. That's it. That's it. You're good. One and done. You're good. <laughs> that's it's interesting. I wonder if there's any state like that. that has that long of a time. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. North Carolina is like five years before you get I think it was like four or five years. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Bum, bum, bum. So wait for me. What? eggs are you expecting this year oh so many eggs yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i've got uh one potentially two now after having you look at mm-hmm. that, that other, other girl borneo, yeah. uh yeah so two borneo clutches those mm-hmm. should be the first clutches that hit the ground really um so i'm super stoked about that because it'll be the first time i've ever bred borneos mm. uh, so i'm super stoked about that and that was a white wall ocelot to a striped vpi ultra and uh g stripe posset ocelot to a super stripe posset ocelot so very excited for what's in there also very nervous for again the number of holdbacks that i'm gonna have oh yeah <laughs> um oh, i'm yeah. All, i already know there will be a few we don't need to talk about it right now though <laughs> um then uh right after that will be some ball pythons uh, i've got an enchi uh Enchi new gene het clown um that was bred to uh i think that girl was bred to the champagne enchi leopard het clown so maybe some super enchi champagne clown stuff yes yep. i'm here for that yeah I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that that'll be the first ball python the smaller female probably only gonna be like four or five eggs but um still some good potential there uh and then after that will actually be a clutch of jungles because um, I just had one of my normal jungle girls go through a pre-lit shed and she was just to a really nice normal male so some good quality normal pure jungles um, so that would be good and then uh, more back ball pythons I've got a lot of het clown stuff going on this year mm-hmm. um, so that, that'll be cool uh, hopefully a lot of hidden genoma clown stuff I've been uh, everything's post fader dude <laughs> Every, you already know Limey everything's at least possible fader uh <laughs> um but yeah so we'll do we'll have like some pastel clown stuff some lemon blast clown stuff a lot of hidden jingwoma clown stuff a lot of enchi and black pastel clown and heck clown stuff as well um so it should be it should be a decent year for ball pythons i think i've i've had six or so ovulations so far and i would probably get another I'd say another six to eight ovulations this year. Mm-hmm. This year was really interesting with ball pythons. Uh, you know, obviously moved right before the breeding season with still a, a decent amount of time in between, mm-hmm. but I can definitely see the girls that are just not, they're just not doing anything yeah. this year. Um, so, and then uh, I've been pairing up some brettles pythons. So hopefully we'll have, uh, I think I'm pairing up two or three girls for the brettles this year. So, Hell yeah. Um, the world needs more brettles. hundred percent. 100%. So we'll have some, uh, if if they all go, of course, uh, we'll have some genetic stripes and het genetic stripes. 
uh, some stonewash stuff and some pure hundred percent blood hypos, um, which I'm super, super stoked about those. The hypo mm-hmm. stuff really just gets me going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next year I'm super stoked because I'll have uh, some double head stonewash genetic stripes. Damn. I remember when you got those. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that pair um the male is pretty much ready to go the female needs just that one more year mm-hmm. um and and she should be good to go so i'm super stoked about that pairing and i think that's about it everything else needs another year all the colubers need one more year and yeah all, all that stuff i'm gonna y'all the, next year is gonna be bonkers there's gonna be so many snakes <laughs> so next year my snakes. my quality of snake like i make nice snakes next year Oh my goodness, it's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> and also, I want to point out this is this is just me tooting my own horn right now. Mm. I think, well, I shouldn't say everything because that last blood python hasn't cycled. But everything I bred this year went. And if that blood python goes, then literally everything that I paired up this year went. <laughs> and then the the scrubs I usually don't see action from until. April, April or May yeah. or something or whatever. Yeah. The last two times that I tried pairing them up, um, or like the last times I tried breeding them, they didn't do anything all through January, February, March when I paired stuff. It wasn't until April or May when they actually started doing something. So I, I might try and breed um, Janet this year. Heck it yeah. really depends. The, the male, he he, sometimes he seems interested. Most of the time he doesn't seem interested. Yeah. So oh. uh, I'll wait for that April, May. I have Amazon's true too. Hopefully, some Amazon tree boa litters. Woohoo! Hell yeah! I'm stoked. We get Carnage is uh, is paired up in my buddy Brandon's place mm, uh, with this really that crazy nice high red bicolor um, female who uh, there. He also has the sister to that female that uh, he's breeding with, and they're they've thrown calico and red calico Damn. stuff in the past, so it's in the lineage. So that only makes me that much happier to know that at least it floats around in the dna a little bit yeah uh and then uh hellboy has been paired up with my only yellow girl um i just call her sunshine because she's yellow <laughs> i'm not i'm not very creative with names sorry uh but hellboy and sunshine yeah <laughs> hellfire babies yeah like. exactly that's probably what they'll all be called just the hell this is the hellfire the, litter yeah um That'll be cool. That that female's a little on the smaller side, so I'm not expecting a huge litter, but she's hella thick mm. right now, and uh, and she's slamming food like a monster. So yeah, she's definitely working in the right direction. And, and that's the those are the only two Amazon pairings I'm doing this year. Um, all the other girls they they didn't really look like they were going in that direction. So mm. I'm like, ah, one more year. A lot of them are younger and smaller, so it's like, ah, one more year into them is not gonna not gonna kill them. This yeah. way, they're even better for the next season. So. Yeah. Dude, the the this is my for, well, yeah, this is the first year in two years that I haven't produced the black trait Borneo stuff. So this mm-hmm. season is going to be the first time I'm not. Um, but I gave most of my girls this season off. Like I have the uh, the spooky girl, the black trait head ultra. She went the last two years. I gave her this year off. The marble girl, I went, had her go the last two years, um, and then I given her this year off. Uh, the granite stripe head ultra that's going this year. I gave her last year off and uh, the IJ, this is her second year. So she'll get mm-hmm. next year off. And then the IJ Jag, the IJ jungle Jag. She, uh, no, sorry. 
Ocelot Jungle Jag. Yes, I was like, Why there we go. <laughs> the Ocelot Jungle Jag, she, um, this is her first time breeding. So Heck yeah. I'm trying to get a cycle of, you know, have some females get time off and then work with yes. some of the stuff that I got going. But next season, black trait females should be ready to go. Mocha males should be ready to go. Yes. Yeah, yes. we're about to. It's about to go we're down. Gonna, we're gonna fuck some shit up. Yeah, yeah. Next season, <laughs> Rob's gonna need more holdback racks. I, I do because I don't want to <laughs> let go hardly any of those. Yeah, that black trait head mocha stuff is gonna be bonkers. Yeah. It's gonna be so nice. And then the black trait, the double visual, the black trait with the mocha. With the mocha. Oh, that's gonna be nuts. Mm, that's dark nuts. purple. Hey, and just, all I'm saying is remember. I'm not exactly pushing the mocha granite to go anywhere right away. Yeah, so, you know, I got the five posset <laughs> females too. So, yes. yes, I got one of them is being picky and she's just like not eating as much as the other ones. I'm like, what do you really want? Stop it. Stop it. Meh. Meh. There's always one. I know. There is always, always one. I had a, a bunch of the uh, baby brittles that I produced last year that just were like super hella picky feeders that just mm-hmm. like. It's the only time I've ever struggled with brittles, mm-hmm. getting them on food. Uh, I sent I sent them all down to Casey Cannon. <laughs> it was like I was like I am very frustrated. You do this, <laughs> and uh, and he's gotten most of them to to eat um, oh, yeah. consistently, which is which is good. So uh, maybe I'll just make those his problem. But anyway. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was the only time I've ever had problems with uh, with baby brittles eating. Hmm. I had like, I think they were like eight or nine, and they would be like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll eat once." Yeah, and then that's it. <sighs> and we're you know still thinner than your pinky finger, so we shouldn't go much longer than a couple weeks without food. But instead, we're gonna go at least six weeks without food. Put them right into hibernation, dude. <laughs> I'm, I was stressed. I was le- legit stressed. And I happened to run into Casey down in Georgia. And I, I was just like, hey, man, listen, I got these brittles pythons. And I know you got a thing for the red bread. <laughs> the red bread. <laughs> red bread. <laughs> so uh, you want to help me out here? And he's like, yeah, yeah I'll, give, I'll give it a shot. So shout out to you, Casey. Appreciate you, bro. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I wonder what he used to get him because, like, some of those little arboreal things, you know, scenting with egg or scenting with quail or chicken or whatever can just that little something that they yeah. need to get him going. He, I think he, I think he told me in a, I think we, we, I asked him about it on Facebook. So I'll have to check my messages before you go. I think he tell me we got them started. And I think it was one of those, like, I think it was one of those where I was like, Oh crap! That's like the one thing I didn't do. Yeah. You know, it's like of course. I always try and learn uh, whatever people are doing, uh, little tips and tricks to get things to eat because it, I know how frustrating it can be. And like one of the ones that I like swear by, if anyone breeds hognose snakes and you got picky baby hognose snakes, people are like, mm-hmm. oh, use salmon, oh, use blah blah blah. Uh, go to the store, get a can of Vienna sausages, the little tiny canned sausage things dip the head of the pinky in the vienna sausage juice and then give it to them dude when i was breeding hognose snakes my pickiest ones always took that i don't know what it is it, it just makes me think man i wonder how close it tastes to eating a raw frog when you're eating a vienna sausage because these hognose they just crazy for it but like literally i've had like probably 
half dozen, maybe 10 people reach out to me. They're like, Hey, like, do you have any, like I got picky hognose steaks. I'm like, Vienna sausage, do the Vienna sausage, try it. And like 99% of them have been like, yeah, that, that's it. That's damn. the thing that got it. Damn, and damn. even their pickiest ones or males that go off feed for, uh, for winter. Really? And then they were having a tough time coming back on just sent in with that Vienna sausage and boom, they're right back on. Like nothing happened. It really makes me concerned for the potential amount of frog that could be in a Vienna sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a sausage, yeah. But still, yeah. Uh, what did what did Limey just say? I always kept, kept a, pet a pet toad. toad. Yep. <laughs> pet on the pinkies. Hey, yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, pretty much. We never said that this was a glamorous job, okay? Yes. Hey, listen. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Dude, I, I, was, I was talking about, uh, what was it? Oh, my goodness. I had some picky baby something. I don't even remember what it was, but the first time that I had to like puree a pinky to, to like syringe Ooh. into something, yeah. I was like, this pinky pump. Uh, it was something else. Yep. I literally went and bought like specifically like a mini blender. So I didn't have to use like a regular one. Oh my so God. I could not imagine having to be like, Hey mom. Yeah. Where's the bro. Can I borrow the blender? <laughs> My mom yeah, knows better what? than to let me do that. Uh, for what? What do you need it for? Oh, something for the snakes. And then no, it just comes no, in as you're dumping Pinky into no. the... <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Not yeah. Good. Yeah. Please, please utilize uh, food utensils. I should mention frozen Pinkies. Right. Right. Of course. People yeah. People going to freak out. Yeah. And Rob's blending Pinkies. Yeah, no. <laughs> Frozen, frozen. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. I, I I lucked out. Most of my Borneos this year ate like very like no hesitation. I got one. I got two, two holdouts. Mm-hmm. Sorry, three. One of them literally, you put the thing up to its nose and it eats it. It just needs that little encouragement. And then I got one that's like, no, I will not eat. And I'm like, you will. <laughs> trust me you will eat okay now you ate like if they're if they're not gonna do it i will do it for you and uh i only had one baby this year that like just didn't eat and then stressed itself out to the point of death mm. and of course it was the coolest one in the freaking class Always. but literally Always. It, it would not eat and then they're just force feeding it stressed it out and it just hurt and mm. i was like oh man i did not want that um but all the other ones, all the other ones I picked out for holdbacks look awesome. My super black one that I was like, yes, this is the one of the things I was trying to hit. The black trait without the influence or minimal influence from the super stripe. That female is like, she took the first frozen thought uh, hopper like right off the bat and she has not Heck missed yeah. the meal since. And she's just, she's like a full three inches bigger than the rest of them Damn. because she's just like, yes, I will I eat, eat everything. Yeah. I eat. I literally moved her up into the next size tub already because I was like, you are kind of scary. I'm like, you're getting, <laughs> she was a big baby to start out with. And then she just like did not miss a meal and she's mm-hmm. on it. So she, she's uh, looking cool. And I posted a picture of my Instagram story last night, I think. And uh, she's just super dark and not nice orange head. And I was like, this is what I'm, that's, that's the goal for me with that project is to make Borneos that are dark with the orange head. Cause oh, I just yeah. think it looks cool. Luther. I love you. What's up, dude. How you doing, man? Heck yeah. Super pumped. I miss <clears throat> Luther. Luther was working at nerd when I first started there. 
and he used to play with all the monitors with me. He taught Heck me a lot yeah. about how to read the monitors that Kevin specifically has there because I was used to psychopath monitors. <laughs> 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 and and I, I didn't work with a ton of monitors before I worked in there. I had black tree monitors before I worked there and I had worked with a couple of other species and like had minimal interactions with some other like water monitors and stuff like that. And then from volunteering at Nerd, I had worked with some of his, but Luther really knew a whole bunch of them and personally knew most of those monitors so you'd be like this one's great this one loves chin scratches uh this one will whip you in the face uh don't put your face near Wretched. it yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. oof good times yeah good times okay it is about that time i'm gonna run these uh ad breaks yeah really quickly and we'll be back in just a moment uno momento Black Box Cages, located in Buford, Georgia, is your one-stop shop for all of your caging and rack needs. Owners Jen and Clint are at the helm of this fantastic company. With one of the shortest lead times in cage and rack manufacturing, Black Box can satisfy anyone's needs. From baby racks to V70s, arboreal and terrestrial caging to deep-fronted bioactive enclosures, you can find everything you need right here. New enclosure sizes and products are added frequently to their availability, so be sure to check back often. Black box cages have tons of customizing options for lighting and heating. Along with that, cages and racks can be stacked with metal stacking dowels, and all cage joints are datoed for improved durability and stability. Most cage units are flat packed, but are pre-assembled prior to shipping to ensure a solid build every time. The Micro XC18 XT3, BioG, and 3-Stack V70 ship assembled, and all other racks are shipped freight and assembled. The XR16 and XR20 model racks allow keepers to mix and match tubs. Fitting both Vision and Freedom Breeder tubs, you can mix the V15, V18, and V35S tubs, or the FB5, FB8, and FB35CV SC tubs. This kind of flexibility allows keepers to raise their animals from hatchling to juvenile or sub-adult size before needing to upgrade into adult caging. Don't just take our word for it. Go to their website to see countless customer reviews and review videos from keepers all over. To learn more about Black Box Cages, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Cages, and of course their website www.blackboxcages.com. Links to their socials and website will be available in the podcast description. The Show Me Reptiles and Exotic Shows are taking the country by storm. Dedicated to education, quality, and engagement, you can expect a wonderful experience at a Show Me Show, be it an expo or an educational event. Founders Mickey and Tamara are working tirelessly to not only create memorable expos and educational events, but also to engage in conservation efforts and industry preservation. They are proud U.S. ARC supporters and do a lot to ensure that they spread the word at every show. Find a Show Me Snakes show near you. Shows are hosted in 19 states, from Rhode Island to Florida, Colorado to Texas. There's sure to be one near you. The Show Me show territory is ever-growing, so if there isn't one by you just yet, hang tight. To find out more info about the Show Me shows, to book an educational event, or just to learn more in general, make sure you check out their website, showmesnakes.com. All of the links to their socials and, of course, their website will be available in the podcast description. 
Boom. And we're back. Of course, shout out to both of our wonderful sponsors, Black Box Cages <clears throat> and Show Me Snakes Reptile Shows. We just had uh, Mickey and Tamara on. I love them. They're awesome. They're awesome. They're fantastic. They're great. So if you have a Show Me Show near you, make sure you go and go check, check that it out. out. Support them. They support US ARCs. So make sure you support US ARC. Absolutely. Speaking of US ARC. <sighs> I'll throw this out there. Yeah, more shit's going down. More shit is going down. It doesn't. It doesn't ever stop. Uh, so um, Connecticut just had uh, an alert go out um, for a traveling animal ban again. Again, yeah. Uh, there's one last year. Basically, the same. Sounds like the same language. Um, I talked to a couple different keepers down there about uh, about it, and they're like, "Yeah, it's pretty much what we dealt with last year." So. Um, Anybody that wants to uh, get involved with that and help with that, you know, certainly please do go to usarc.org, look at the Connecticut alert, and you can figure out how you can get involved, even if it's just sharing the post, um, just so more people are aware about it is huge. I know the New England Herp Society has already been uh, talking about it amongst themselves. Um, it, it was shared on their pages pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and they've got a pretty decent relationship with a lot of fish and wildlife services and, and stuff like that in New England. So hopefully they've got somebody in, in Connecticut uh, that they can reach out to directly. Um, quick North Carolina update, just mm -hmm. because we're here in North Carolina. Yeah, we probably should talk about that. <laughs> we didn't talk about it last week, so. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, so uh, Wildlife Resources Commission had their vote um on all of the myriad of stuff that they were talking about uh and unfortunately uh passed all of the wildlife management with uh, no parts. support from the public yeah with well, no I would support. Like to, it was i would like to point out yeah there were so for anybody that doesn't know there was uh, about 471 people that were on that zoom call back on january 20th or whatever it was that's a pretty solid number um i will say there was probably i'll be generous and say that maybe 50 of those people were probably those squirrel hunters and raccoons or whatever. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but you know, the vast majority was, was most likely reptile people, um, which is awesome. That is absolutely huge. We and appreciate and, everyone uh, showing up. I'm sure that made a few eyebrows raise uh, on the committee and, and uh, with people involved. So that's, that's great. Um, so if things got a little hairy uh, right after the vote because the final draft of the rule was not posted right away. Uh, so it was just they basically put the points up on the screen, vote, no discussion, nothing, just bam, done, passed. And uh, so we're like, well, great, we just lost Tegus in North Carolina. Uh, in actuality, we, we only lost the black and white, the Argentine black and white tegu also includes the blue tegu because they are classified the same. Um, so not a total win, also not a total loss. And uh, I think it's important to mention the fact that uh, this is probably the best case outside of not having anything banned at all. Yep. Because uh, if we did lose all species of tegus here in North Carolina, it would pretty much be guaranteed that within the year, South Carolina, South Carolina. would be revisiting their ban on the black and white tegus and be like, well, hey, if this state north, you know, more north than us just banned everything, we probably want to do the same thing down here, which is obviously not what needs to happen. So uh, again, 
not a total win, but certainly not a total loss. And perhaps in the grand scheme of things, the best case scenario outside of not having anything banned, period. Yeah. Um, we so. saw the the number breakdown, too, of, uh, you know, public input for people yes. who are supporting the uh, bans or supporting the rule changes and the people who are not. And 75 percent of the people who of the public who voiced their opinion did not support these changes and the board did it anyway. So they basically were like, yeah, we see that the people don't want this, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, so it just shows that they don't really um, take into consideration what, you know, they might have changed the, the Tegu listing, but overall they had decided what they were going to do. They don't really care what the public says about it. Right. Which is a bummer. It definitely, it definitely is a bummer. So, um, yeah, so we've got that happening, um, you know, and then now we have our native species importation stuff and, um, Phil, that's going to be, uh, yeah, Phil, Phil sent me an email with, uh, he had gotten a response from, uh, from somebody involved in that stuff with a kind of a breakdown of what we can sort of expect to see. And it, it certainly sounds more of an, I'll have to, forward it to you yeah um but uh yeah it certainly just seems like a lot more of an annoyance Mm -hmm. than uh than really anything else so but um you know so again not worst case but uh, of course it's not great we we never want to lose any ground when it comes to this kind of stuff uh and then the america competes act stuff um we're still in the process of just making sure we're still contacting our senators um and representatives uh, you know, there's been a notable amount of noise made. I've seen quite a few people that have either gotten responses from the senator's offices or have been lucky enough to actually have a sit down with a representative mm-hmm. in their state, which is huge. Um, and usually whenever uh, I see anybody saying that they're going to be sitting down with representative or whatever, you know, I always make sure to, to just reach out to them and say like, hey, you know, tell them we can put them in contact with Phil, uh, you know, at, at US Arc or, or, you know, we can you know, facilitate that if it's something that they're interested in. And of course you can reference us arcs, uh, <clears throat> talking point when you go into those meetings as well. If you're ever like, I don't, I didn't think I was going to get the chance to meet with this person. I don't really know everything I, I might want to say. Um, you know, us arc is still that solid resource for us. So again, <clears throat> um, not, uh, not great, not horrible. We're just kind of teetering right now. So we just want to be paying attention. Uh, to everything that's going on. So again, make sure that you're following US Arc, uh, just write usarc.org. Um, and Instagram uh, at USARC underscore official. Bam. And Facebook, USARC, the United States Association of Reptile Keepers. Uh, this Sunday, uh, I'm going to be doing a live stream on my Instagram and, and talking a little bit more in depth on uh, at least the North Carolina stuff. Uh, I'm going to try to get a hold of Phil uh, probably tomorrow and see if there's any other updates that uh, that can be discussed and well yeah uh, i wish i knew someone uh locally who had like a big tegu i would love to do like a tiktok live and just talk about it and talk about the changes because I, I think the tegu band doesn't go into effect until august so yeah. if you are in north carolina and you think that you might want a tegu a black and white tegu or a blue tegu you need to buy it before august 1st because after august 1st 
it is now illegal. Um, if you have it before August 1st, you can get one and be grandfathered. You have to apply for a grandfather permit, blah, 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 blah. Yep. But after August 1st, illegal, you cannot bring them in the state. Right. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and it's, <clears throat> I, I can never stress this enough, but it is super, super important to really make sure that you're paying attention, reading everything that, uh, that is being talked about when it comes to these regulations and stuff. Cause I can't tell you how many people still misunderstand what is happening with, you know, the competes act, uh, and you know, what we are dealing with here in North Carolina, uh, you know, I mean, there were some people that were certainly jumping the gun, uh, not waiting for the final draft of the ruling, uh, to be posted and, and certainly inciting some emotional responses from people with regards to losing Tegu's. I almost did. I almost yeah. did. <laughs> I called Jeremy. I was like, dude, I'm going to yep. <laughs> blow this shit on. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to post something on Facebook and it's going to yeah it's getting some traction i'm telling you like i was like dude i need to <laughs> vent about this and he's like, just wait just, just wait, wait. Just wait just wait just wait and i was like <laughs> white knuckling it i was like dude i don't think you understand i am so mad right now yeah i don't even keep tegus i don't even want to keep tegus but uh, it's just frustrating me off. yeah any loss of ground is not is certainly not good but uh <laughs> But yeah, so uh, again, Sunday on my Instagram, I don't know exactly when, but I'll post it on my story when I'm going to do a live and uh, discuss a little bit more about what's what's actually going on and, and how we can you know continue to be ahead of everything that's going on and uh, all that stuff. So uh, maybe I can get Phil. Maybe I'll reach out to Phil and see if we can maybe get him on this month mm-hmm. um, to, to just talk about stuff and, and see. Um, but we'll figure that out. Uh, but I don't definitely wanted to bring that some of that stuff up, seeing as how we haven't really talked too much about it. Things have been kind of quiet uh, overall, just as you know, we, we want to everything's got to sink in kind of deal. And, and as information was kind of slowly finalizing, uh, at, you know, 24 hours after, uh, you know, we didn't want to jump the gun yeah. and stuff. But uh, we're make no mistake. We're still very much involved in uh, in what is going on. So uh yeah it's just the whole process man it, just it really takes, is it just takes time <laughs> and uh you know there are things going on behind the scenes uh you know we we you know that that day when that when that happened you were on the phone with phil and then i called you or no you, you called me and i called, I called you back. yeah 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 um but there, there's lots of conversations going on behind the scenes that we can't, yes. uh, you know, we don't want to show your hand 100%. But uh, we we are trying to do stuff. We are trying to keep people as informed as possible, uh, mm-hmm. making sure that we get the most accurate and up-to-date information as possible. And uh, we, we really appreciate everyone for sharing posts for US Arc and yeah. following up with all this stuff and for the federal stuff. It's just going to be a whole thing, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, somebody somebody just asked in the comments. I'm, I'm looking here so I don't have to awkwardly reach over to my laptop. Um, if we talk about Tegu Bay in North Carolina versus the Green Iguana Bay in Florida, are they coming from the same similar places or, or different? Um, so if you're talking about similar places as far as the entity, um, they're coming from different places. Uh, but if we're talking about, you know, like why is North Carolina trying to pass something similar as Florida has passed, uh, their ban 
uh, or making iguanas and tegu species prohibited species uh and then north carolina doing something similar this is one of those instances where we see the states just following suit yeah you know florida is a is the hub is one of the biggest hubs if not the biggest hub for the entire reptile industry so when they do something other states pay attention we experienced it up in maine Mm -hmm. where they directly cited paying attention to florida and that being one of the justifications for doing what they were trying to do it was cited as part of the justification for the north carolina ban proposal um you know is the potential invasiveness and it's like apparently climatology doesn't matter you know because we're talking about you know an invasive population of animals in a in a portion of the state that you know rarely ever sees temperatures that get below 50 degrees um you know which which is certainly more along the lines of what tegus would the argentine black and whites at least would experience in the wild uh so it's important to realize that you know we're not necessarily talking about uh you know committee members or senators or representatives that have done you know years and years of research on on these these species they don't have time for that or even seen a tegu in person or even seen a tegu (laughs) in person exactly you know so they they're relying on whatever information is coming to them and and you know in those instances you're the trusted source if you're able to get you know direct contact with that person whether you're actually coming from a place of actual scientific understanding uh, or not unfortunately so you know it's one of the reasons why we stress being polite and cordial when you do have these opportunities to speak because a lot of times these people are coming from a, a, a place of just straight ignorance because they just don't know it's never been brought up to them in, in any other way other than like we need to you know save the environment or whatever um you know which in their uh defense is what they're supposed to be doing they're supposed to be looking out for the natural ecosystem you know and defend everything that's native in that state and make sure that nothing happens to the that native ecosystem but uh when it's something as ridiculous as uh you know a ban on tegus when you know three of these four primary species are so equatorial that you know a brumation period isn't even really anything they experience and for the argentine reds they, they they it's it's so brief that if if one was to go down in brumation it would be awake it would come back awake when we're still frozen mm-hmm. so it wouldn't you know wouldn't really do anything um so anyway uh it's just important to realize that we're not necessarily just fighting laws but we're fighting ignorance you know and and to no fault necessarily of uh the committee member or the uh elected official but that's why it's so important that when we get these opportunities to speak we're not you know holding up a pitchfork and 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 a torch you know to to burn something down we're we're coming forward with actual solid and sound information yeah man it's it's a very delicate line that we walk because we want to make sure that they get accurate information uh but they're you know talking about stuff that we care very deeply about and to them it's just another tuesday they they don't care all that much and it's a real shame (laughs) right Uh, it's a real shame is what it is because uh you know with that swipe of their pen now you know all these people who are in love with their tegu uh who really you know care deeply about it you know that's that's it for them yeah Think about think about people who are getting into the hobby next year 
and they're like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, look at these tegus, they're amazing. I would love to go. They're illegal. Yep. That's a bummer. I, I was just down in uh, in Georgia this past week, and, and somebody came in, and they, they were super excited. They've been doing all this research on uh, on snakes, and they wanted to get their first snake, and, and they'd done all this research on corn they snakes. corn snake, and they couldn't on corn snake, Georgia. And I was like, oh, I feel really bad for you. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you can't get one of those. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yep, because Georgia regulations state that uh, blah, blah, blah. But you can go catch a rattlesnake, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> that one makes sense. No, but, uh, you know, luckily, uh, shout out to to Cindy and, and Raining Reptile down in Beaufort, Georgia. Um, she has such an awesome wide variety of, of snakes. Uh, you know, she's got like Texas rat snakes and Everglades rat Ooh. snakes that are, you know, it's certainly not a corn snake, but close enough where it's like, hey, you know, all that time you spent researching is is not for for nothing. You know, there's just a couple of little things you might want to look at that are a little different for the species um, that we've got. But overall, you've still done most of the research already. And, uh, you know, so luckily that wasn't a, a total loss for that person. But mm-hmm. uh but yeah, sometimes these rules. <laughs> Bro, when I was in Maine and I tried to get permits for tarantulas and all the things that I legally had in Massachusetts, I just mm-hmm. wanted to bring to Maine. And they were like, yes, yeah, supp- uh, you know, fill out some paperwork, send us some money. And yeah, yeah. And then they denied all of them. I was like, a gecko? Really? Yeah. You're going to deny me a permit for a gecko? Yeah. A Southeast Asian gecko that's going to die if it gets cold out come on don't yep. don't yeah it's ridiculous yeah it is it is pretty nonsensical i still i still think to date massachusetts is probably the only state that's ever repealed some repealed laws something maine, yeah, or at least reduced the amount of permits needed yeah maine made more stuff legal in 2012 no 2014 i think mm-hmm. um well maine used to be really wide open and then they got super restrictive and then they opened a little bit more in 2014 yeah um and they made more things legal there but still there's only four species of tarantulas that you can own uh there's no species of scorpions you can own you can't have axolotls you can't have african claw frogs like what come on now it's nuts it really come is nuts. on now yeah yeah ridiculous not cool it's not cool it's just ridiculous yeah um but yeah so anyway all of that to really just say please continue to support us arc yep usarc.org find them on instagram at usarc underscore official on facebook united states association of reptile keepers um they will always keep us in the loop of what is going on your new ultra pop up and uh as updates are happening for various things that always keep us posted um so please go check that out and read read people take the moment and read sharing a post is great but knowing what you're sharing is even better mm-hmm. you non-reading people <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, man it's good to have you here rob it's fun man i miss <laughs> recording in person i know seriously the first many episodes were all recorded just like this it's true. It's true. Except we weren't on a comfy queen size bed. I was sitting on the box. The box. <laughs> and then you upgraded to the bucket with sound foam the cushion. Bucket with sound foam. That's where it was at, man. That's where it was at. Oh man, good times. I was in the broken wooden chair. Yep. Oh, or the that... desk chair, but the either way, wooden the broken wooden chair. 
That one Moving on feelings. up. Yeah. And also the, the room was side. just slightly wider than just a little bit. The two of us. Yeah. Just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done any herping yet? No. I'm busy, Rob. Dude, every day that it's warm out, I'm like, I gotta go outside for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, try, I, gotta... I go outside. I certainly go outside, but no, I haven't. I haven't actually gone out and done any herping. I I need to. Bro. I need to. But uh, I found so many marbled salamanders. I keep it's been seeing amazing. it. I'm living vicariously through your it's Instagram so stories. So freaking cool, man! So, yeah. It's so weird to me because they're they're as common as redback salamanders in New Hampshire. Like New Hampshire, you knock over a log at redback salamanders you lift up a trash can redback salamanders yeah. you fucking anything you look under anything that's moist and you will find you a find redback it. salamander yeah. like they're everywhere and like down here you flip over logs if it's got a little bit of like pininess like pine needles and stuff around it you find slimy salamanders and if you find like cleaves and stuff marbled salamanders and they're just everywhere and that's there's so, so awesome. many there's so much variation in the pattern of them. I've just been loving it because marble salamanders are one of my favorite salamanders. And just being like in Massachusetts and New, England, New Hampshire, they're endangered. So right. like you just don't see them. I found four of them in my life when I was up there. And now when I go out and go, there's one spot I know, <laughs> dude, I'm no joke. There's one spot that we go to and Kristen found the first one there. And now when we go back there, we see like, between 10 and 20 it's marbled so salamanders every time we go out. It's amazing. It's making up for all the years of not finding for them. <laughs> real. And, and it doesn't get less exciting. We're always like, marble salamander! We Hell get all yeah. pumped up. I need, to, I need to come out to your side of the state. Yeah. Uh, and and do, do some roping and, and just exploring. No tiger salamanders yet. I gotta go a little, I think I gotta go a little further east for me to be able to find them because I'm like in Durham area which is kind of in the center of the state. And it's like all uh, I was looking at distribution maps on like all these different things. And I'm like, Oh cool. Look at the distribution. It, like dipped right around right where, where I'm at. at. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's cool. Like I can find copperheads. I can find, you know, you know, what's really common around us is DK snakes. Are super mm. common. The worm snakes are pretty common. The rougher snakes, I, I guess are fairly common. I've seen dead ones. I haven't seen any live ones yet. Um, ring neck snakes are around. I've heard black rat snakes are pretty common throughout there, which people are probably going to be like, they're the, they're not black rat snakes anymore. They're this rat snake. Eastern rat snake whatever. whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the, uh, there's apparently racers, garter snakes, ribbon snakes. I found a garter snake. Yeah. Um, we do have to go down to the sand hills. Yes. That's yes. That needs to happen. Yes. We, figure it out. we actually do need to figure that out. I should. Uh, I it's should come up here a, rapidly. Yeah, I should start a group text so we can. Yes, we can all figure that out. Yeah, April is approaching rapidly. Yes, and uh, and May. I think that's. I've I've heard that's good time of year to go to Sand Hill area. So before it gets oppressively hot. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I will just, be loving it. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm already loving it. I mean, yeah. the fact that the fact that winter is practically over, over oh, it's over. You know, it's mm. been it's been it's been nice. It's gorgeous. This is this has been one of the easiest winters I've ever dealt with. Yeah, for real. <laughs> People are like, do you miss Massachusetts? I'm like, what the the Arctic tundra? Yeah, yeah. The place where you it's go outside, still thirty the, degrees the right the now. Air hurts your face. <laughs> the place that just got blasted with snow right now. No. Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. I miss my friends there. I miss. 
else about that yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah, exactly. Oh, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it hurts. I just think about winter time and I'm like, no, yeah. never. <laughs> uh, Luther never said again. he got eight inches of snow on Saturday. Yeah. Pff, nah, yeah, nah, bro. Okay. You know what I did on Saturday? I went herping. <laughs> <laughs> I found shit. Damn. I went out and found salamanders. Yeah, I'm here. for Although it. I haven't seen turtles in a while. Yeah. I saw turtles and I got cold and then no turtles for a while. Yeah, we get um, the five line skinks or whatever mm. are here pretty often. Um, <laughs> so usually. <laughs> Sorry, Luther. Sorry, Luther. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we get we, we usually I think the last one time I was down here just visiting uh, and I saw like half a dozen. Just right around the house. So that's that is cool. I, I do yeah. like that. Coming from a place where there are no lizards. Yeah. Seeing lizards everywhere. Out. You're like, oh my God, it's Dude, so cool. It's so crazy. If you on a warm day, like any of the warm days, go to people's gutters, like there's a gutter that goes from the storm storm green, green. Yeah, the that thing. Look between that and the house, you will see an anomaly. I can almost guarantee <laughs> it. I've walked from enough houses now where if you like look, especially down low, closer to the ground, like in that first like two to three feet of the ground, yeah, they're always yeah. there. They're just chilling. They're like, what you doing? I'm yeah, like, what are you doing? Stop looking at you're, me. You're a lizard hanging out right now. This is amazing. So speaking of anoles, and then we'll then we'll wrap up this episode. Did you see Brian Barczyk's video today? Bro. I didn't Every, watch the video, but I saw the thumbnail and that uh, St. Pierre's place. Yeah, Dude, those those are old. You gotta are, you I've gotta been watch that. those for the last couple of years. Yeah, you got you definitely gotta watch that because I was like, I saw that he was there, and I was like, I need to watch this episode. I need to watch this episode. And yeah, I see those anoles. Yeah, dude, those the turquoise and yellow dude, yeah, and was that anolis or uh, equestrian portier or yeah. portier or whatever. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, dude. Insane. Those and he's got like seven different species of anoles that he's yep. working with yep. and like all the different morphs and, and just I holy crap. the morphs, man. Just that just that that just one. Just the equestria species. Yeah, yeah are, are phenomenal. Yeah. They can make those on scale. They're, and they're big. They're just they like are big. They are anoles. big. Like they, it was like the body of that anole was like in his hand. It's like and a I was like, <laughs> it's, it's like Sorry, exactly. Chinese water dragon. It's still, it's a freaking, it's not your typical anole. I'll tell you that much. Um, but so I strongly recommend if you have not, uh, if you like Anoles and you have not watched Brian Barczyk's most recent video, you got to check it you out. You should check that out because there's some really cool Anoles. Or check Ron out Ron St. Pierre's. Uh, yeah, or just go right to the pictures. source. Yeah. He's got some great pictures of those freaking Anoles, man. I'm... They, uh, they showed off one of Ron's uh, adult Spencer's monitors. Oh, Spencer's so cool. cool. Yeah. He's trying to breed those this year. That'd be, that'd be pretty, pretty sweet. Pretty I'm, sweet. I'm still reserving my, if I get a monitor, like a bigger monitor, it needs to be a Bell's Lace. Fair enough. I love them. I just, since I was a kid, I've been in love with those things. They're so freaking cool. That's true. They're just beautiful. Yeah. All right, Rob. So it's the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. So, sir, what in the realm of reptiles has you excited about reptiles? Right now it's herping, dude. I've yes. got it on my mind. I'm like, literally every warm day, I'm me and Kristen are texting, and we're like, "Hey, do you want? To, let's meet up at this trail, and we're gonna go look for salamanders, and awesome. we're gonna go look for snakes." And I was like, "I just can't wait until the first time that she gets to find like a big rat snake or just like a corn snake or something," because we found like 
a ringneck snake, a worm snake, and a red-bellied snake, which are all like little snakes, and they're cool, but nothing big. And mm. so I'm like, I wonder what her reaction is going to be because like she gets excited about seeing the marble salamander stuff, and I'm like, dude, I get so hyped when I find a big snake. So like, oh, yeah, <laughs> she's gonna, it's like Pokemon, but better. Like, it's just like <laughs> it's right there. Just walk up on it. There's big snake out there. Yes. So I'm I'm pumped to to be able to do some more herping and as it's starting to warm up we have a couple days that have been like 70 in a row and yes. you can start to see the snakes start to come out lids start to come out and i'm i'm here for it i'm just like i don't know how i'm gonna get work done because i'm gonna <laughs> just want to just herp all the time yeah dude i'm 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 excited for that so that that's my uh that is what i'm ex- got me excited about reptiles right now is, is herping and i guess this season's got me kind of excited too no, I I don't want to downplay it because I love hatching out snakes. But right. like, as far as like keeping and herping goes, I love both of them almost equally. So I love getting out there and finding stuff, and I love keeping things too. So I am super excited about the babies this year. It's just not as many Borneo, so I'm like, okay. yeah, so it's, it'll, eh. it'll be interesting. It'll yeah. be cool. It'll be cool. <laughs> uh, I know when the babies are hatching. I'm, be like you were an idiot back then. Look at yeah. all these amazing Look at all these cool things. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. But I, I'm in the. I don't want to get myself too hyped because I still have to wait two months for these eggs to hatch out. Fair enough. You don't want to be super hyped when the eggs get laid. Then you just look at the incubator and you're like, you haunt it. Hatch like me. Hatch. Like it's been there 24 minutes. I know, but they should hatch. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's got you pumped for reptiles right now? Honestly, uh, I'm excited for this season just because I have some animals that are breeding that uh, either I haven't bred before, like the Borneos, or haven't bred in a long time, like the Amazons. I think the last time I bred Amazons, I was like 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's been it's been many years, so uh, that's got me pretty geeked out, and uh, I'm excited for trips, mm, just like to, yeah, like. Just to just like talking about Daytona and paying and stuff, just like ah, I'm like I'm ready to to get there. I still feel like even though the expos have been coming back, and obviously we were at Daytona last year and stuff like that, it still is not totally felt normal. Yeah, you know. So now that we're going into year two for it, you know, really kind of being back in a full swing, it, it it should be just even better yeah you know so I i'm, I'm wait, geeked man. about that yeah uh, just talking about you know now that i'm just working the one job mm-hmm. being able to like schedule off like vacation time what is that i don't know what that is like i'm yeah. so pumped and so that's why like this year i was like daytona tinley arizona those things need to happen and then if i take another one whatever i don't really care. right 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 but those three <laughs> need to happen yeah, like i've three. been putting it off too long and i need to prioritize enjoying life a little bit yes absolutely that that has been a, a goal of mine this year has been to make a little bit more time for myself be it either like doing something i want to do like going somewhere i want to go or just like maybe unplugging a little bit you yep. just uh enjoying a little bit of life so i'm here for that I'm here for that. Normalize uh, taking a vacation once in a while. Yeah, that needs to be on everybody's <laughs> docket. If you if you aren't doing it, you need to do it. Yeah, seriously. Me. And if you are going to be going to Daytona or or something like that, find you, us. Yeah, find us. Say hi. I might still have wristbands uh, 
at that point. I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, you know, just come say hi. That's yeah, still, I want to talk reptile people. So if yes. you want to talk reptiles, let's talk reptiles. Let's Absolutely. do it. All right, so Jeremy, if you want to find out more about what you're doing, where are they going to go? Everywhere. They're going everywhere. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, uh, at Brassman Reptiles, Twitter at Brassman Rep. Uh, Morph Market. Just posted a bunch of new stuff on Morph Market for anybody that might be looking for cool snakes. Uh, you can just look up Brassman Reptiles. Uh, TikTok at Brassman Reptiles. I'm trying to think what else I'm a slave to. And YouTube. The right YouTube. here. Where we're streaming. And Facebook, yeah, Facebook too, but 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 mostly YouTube. <laughs> I'm pulling a Donnie. Most mostly YouTube. YouTube yeah, mostly matters. Just YouTube. YouTube is only Money. the one thing that matters, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am excited because the next video that I'm going to be posting. So I did a whole video on the black box cages. Hell yeah! Uh, the next video I'm going to be posting has been probably not the most anticipated video from people who've been wanting me to post stuff, but one of those kind of more anticipated videos is uh nerd genes explained hey. so uh, we're going to talk about uh, some odium stuff uh some bald stuff uh probably a little bit of fader and lucifer and just kind of discussing those and and what all that stuff means um and how to identify it because a lot of those people just don't uh luther <laughs> they just people just don't luther that's it <laughs> <laughs> uh <clears throat> but yeah a lot of people have consistently been asking questions about that and uh you know i mean like the odium ball python project has certainly been one that's been shrouded in many mysteries so i have a fair number of them here so while i have those examples i want to be able to utilize them and and teach people about it so uh yeah so check out youtube subscribe to the youtube channel hell yeah subscribe guy oh boy yeah lion. yeah <laughs> What? <laughs> so, so Rob, where can your people also find more about you? Don't go to Facebook, guys. You'll you'll be in limbo for a long time. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram at Rob is creeping it real. Follow me on TikTok at Rob is creeping it real. Um, I don't hardly ever use Twitter, uh, but my Twitter is Rob is creeping. Don't add me on Facebook. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. I think Rob is creeping it real. <laughs> I, I did. I'm trying to find a way to like make my YouTube interesting because I don't want to just, just strap be a, a GoPro to your chest and go field herping. Yeah, that'd be fun. But <laughs> no, I want to do um do spotlight videos on some of the like weird um like reptile stuff, like the 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 temperature stuff because I've been oh yes, my, the microclimate stuff. Yeah, microclimate yes. stuff and and yes. temp gunning, you know, those are quite I like when you post those videos. I, I like it. I think it's interesting and I don't see people doing it. So it just yeah. it's something that could be out of the box for people to think about because you know there's lots of people who do herping channels. There's lots of people who do pet tube channels and I like to just like think about things a little bit differently. And so heck yeah. Just something different. And it might not be interesting to everyone, but I don't really care. That's it's it. never been about the uh, follower countering that shit. I've honestly been thinking about like restarting my Instagram because I'm like, dun, dun, dun. I, I'm almost at 10,000 followers, but I'm like, it, it doesn't like matter to me that much. So I was like, I wonder if I should just start it over and just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. What would you, what would you rename your Instagram? I would just do Rob's career real and then just oh, swap them. You're going to like, 
No, totally rebrand? rebrand. No, I don't want to rebrand. I like Rob is creeping it real. Yeah, okay, all right. I really like that. I'm like all the work. <laughs> no, yeah, I know for real. All the branding work on that, and then just throw it in the trash. And no. it's like ah, I hit 10k, and I just I wanted a fresh start. Yeah. <laughs> Every everyone in the world is like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I do like the creeping it real brand. I think it's very me. So I I I'll stick with that. I like Fair enough. I thought it was going to be like Rob is feeding it real. But... No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Heck so, yeah, guys. This has been fun. This has been good. And, Hell yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, we should have good audio quality coming up here shortly. I'll be picking up a mic and doing things and blah, 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 blah. Doing things fun. with the mic. All right, hey. guys. That wraps this up. We'll see you at the next one. Yeah. Take care.